The Free for All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer. Near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On round one, Toronto City Councillor Shelley Carroll is here. Amanda Galbraith, principal at Navigator, host of Free for All Fridays. And Robert Turner is here from News Talk 1010. Good morning, all. It's been taken off the website, but we found a cash copy of it. And the TDSB has decided to remove this anti racism module. It was not part of the curriculum, but it was an instruction on how to stimulate conversations about racism among students. And the thing is, I hate the word, but it was total woke. Uh, Robert Turner, it, you know, it was all about colonialism and um, the education system being a construct to advance the interests of white men. Uh, this was not a discussion of racial awareness. This was promotion of, you know, Noam Chomsky. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's the problem with it. I, I don't think anybody got past the sort of core mission statement on the front where it's like, what first year university class did this come from? Yeah. Uh, are there issues facing communities serviced by the TDSB? Absolutely. If you want to say that everybody in the TDSB, the students should all be served properly regardless of their identity, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. When you start with that kind of rhetoric, I think it puts people in a situation where they're not taking it necessarily very seriously, and they wonder, is there nothing else the TDSB could be spending their valuable time on uh, instead of something like this? Like, I know in my case, I'm trying to separate the rage I'm feeling at the TDSB right now because it's February 22nd. My kid who's in grade five hasn't had the same teacher for more than three weeks since the year started. To the point where last night I sent an email to the school's vice principal, who's been there about a month because she's the third one we're on, and we have an interim principal because they decided to shuffle the administration halfway through the year. If I can get a copy of the grade five curriculum, because my kid's not learning anything right now. No, I So mean, that's, that's where yeah. my kind of focus with the TDSB is. And I think if you asked a lot of actual parents and students, regardless of their identities, what they want from the school board, they'd like their kids educated, their kids to feel safe. You know, I've had to be, I've been in the school a couple times over issues of violence in the classroom where desks are being thrown. And, I, you know, I, if that makes me a proponent of Eurocentric colonialism, <laughs> then guilty as charged. <laughs> uh, Shelly Carroll, you're a former school trustee, aren't you? I am. I am. And so, it, you know, this is where you get into trouble. A lot of people don't like having a centralized curriculum, but. You know, this is what it protects from. It, apparently, this was this was material just sort of brought in uh, uh, um, to generate discussion on a on a, a local and, and decentralized decision. And it's this stuff is tough. Um, people get really upset as soon as you say the word white supremacy, as soon as you say the words colonialism. But they are real things, and and they are a discussion in society. And so you do want to, you do want to give kids an awareness of them. What do these terms mean, and what does it mean to be in a discussion about them? Because if we want real change, we have to admit that those things happened, and in some constructs still happen. But it's tricky in a school, and particularly a young people's school, because you're you're skating towards and have. I want you to have total disrespect for this institution you're sitting in right now, where you're supposed to be, as as Robert says safe and getting an education so it's it's tricky to introduce materials because when you say these things in print 
um, they they sit there and get interpreted in all sorts of different ways. And so, you know, maybe this was too heavy-handed a piece for the age group that was looking at it, and there's a better way to have this discussion. Yeah, I would agree with you entirely, Shelley. And Amanda, uh, all I can say is the quotes I've read from this document, and bear in mind, again, this was just something that was online. Teachers could look at it if they wanted to. It wasn't being distributed to them and saying, you know, you're going to instruct. Yeah, but it wasn't put together by volunteers. Staff, these are staff members at a school board that's telling us there's a teacher absence crisis. They can't get staff members. Maybe stop working on the newsletters and teach my kid. Amanda, it did read like something from the Simone de Beauvoir Institute. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Councillor Carroll's um, heavy handed to me strikes me as like a very good way to characterize it. Um, I do think guidance on how to discuss these issues is important, however fraught. I also candidly, broadly, our institutions like we do have to acknowledge like they are organized around white males, be it a nine to five workday. Um, you know, be it like crash test dummies are oriented towards the average male. So women are more likely to get an accident. Like that's just life. Right. So I think making people aware of that and how, but that being said to Robert's point, the TDSB is, has a bunch of crises on their hands. And I think, I think we need to, like, I hate this term, but stick to your netting. Like, I think we really need to focus on making sure students are safe in schools, that there are enough teachers, that there are enough bus drivers. And at that point, we can probably go on some of these more roundabout flights of fancy or or whatever guidance that, that I think, I don't, my understanding is no one was really asking for either. No. So. Uh, police cruiser making a left-hand turn bumps into a woman who's in a crosswalk and no ticket. John uh, Wood, now I'm forgetting John's last name. John Woodward. John Woodward was with <laughs> us uh, at 7.05 to talk about this this morning. He said because the woman was not actually struck or harmed, there would be no discipline and no ticket. Uh, Amanda Galbraith, clearly, I mean, I hope the officer at the very least got a talking to but she was hit. Like, if you watch the video, yeah. she was like, she was actually struck by the vehicle. <laughs> like, she, like, he stopped in time, but the cop was cruising like pretty fast around that corner. So, candidly, this is to me. Yeah, I hope by like, talking to at bare minimum. But there's, there's like he should have gotten out of the he or she, I should say. I assume it's man. Um, I think she said it was man. Like, should have gotten out of the car and given her contact information as would be expected regardless of what you're like that was not okay and the idea that he would not get a ticket because she wasn't hurt even though it's a violation of like it's she's a pedestrian for right away like to me this video is, is wild i'm glad she's gone and i'm glad she's brought it to life shelly carroll it's yeah. funny this week we've been talking about police officers their cars and infractions and i keep getting texts maybe some of them are coming from police officers saying leave the police alone they're just trying to do their job and yet when i get caught speeding no sympathy if i bump into a pedestrian there would be no sympathy yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if you're on a call, lights on, that's one thing. But if you are just driving through traffic or you are just pulling over to check on a small business, they, we do all have to abide by the rules so that the, the road is a safe place for all of us to be in. And this one was not safe. And, you know, I, I felt like she was hit as well. The phone was not clear out of her hand. Um, I, you know, that was my take on the video. But Regardless, we can debate was she hit or not all day. Get out of the car and talk to her for a minute and say, are you all right? That's what I would have done. 
if I thought I hit someone, uh, I'd get out of the car and say, oh, my God, are you all right? And, you know, give it a minute. And then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Um, but in fact, uh, you know, it looks like terse words were exchanged through the window of the car and on they drove. And and likely she was in shock a little bit. And so, you know, didn't really follow up until she found herself in possession of the dash cam video. But, you know, if they had just gotten out of the car and really checked her welfare, we wouldn't be looking at it on the news and we wouldn't now be debating whether or not this officer did the right thing. Yeah, Robert Turner, I can certainly attest that things do get testy in this situation. Right outside this window here, I was on the crosswalk and there was a driver who was having an argument with a Fedora guy and paying no attention and then he turned and almost ran me over. And when I knocked on his hood, he lowered the window and said, F off. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, that's what you can expect if you knock on someone's car, but this, you were still probably right. Uh, she got hit. I don't understand how we're debating whether there's a there's video. She wasn't hit hard, but the car bumped into her. She doesn't, she's not identifying as being hit. She was hit. Like you can see the video. So, and I don't think, I think the problem with all of us looking at this is we all know if this was a, just a normal driver, not a police officer, exactly the same situation unfolds and a police officer was on scene, it would have been handled very differently. Don't we all believe that? If a cop saw that happen, yeah, they'd pull that sure. car driver over. So it seems like there's rules for them and there's rules for us. You can't have that. So uh, the a conservative government would require websites to verify age to watch porn. I was saying earlier in the show, there are two kinds of people, those who watch porn and those who lie about it. So <laughs> you know, we're going to have to defend the watching of porn here. Um, let me start with Robert Turner on this. You've got two kids. The idea, and it always is, won't somebody think of the children? The idea is let's keep minors away from adult content. But having to issue, uh, you know, produce government ID online to a porn provider in order to consume the product seems a little much. Does it? Do you have an issue with adult establishments having to check ID with people going in? I don't know why we decided that the internet is not selling products to people and that if there's regulations around age restrictions, they can't be enforced. Amanda Galbraith? I actually don't have a, I don't like the idea of giving my government ID over, but if you log into like, a, I think can, all the cannabis sites online, you have to put your birth date in i'm not saying it's foolproof or anything but um if, if she is not obviously you could just do math yeah. but um, i i don't i actually don't have an issue with it either i think people that can lawfully access it will do so and those who can't won't and those who want to get around the system will continue to do that too Shelly Carroll, one of the other options would be to have your face scanned or to send in a picture and have ai decide if you look old enough See, that's where I draw the line, is that the face scanning. I'm, I'm kind of terrified of that technology, and especially um, for the use of accessing porn sites. Who's, who's running this porn site? Where is my facial recognition going? Uh, uh, you know, um, those types of things make me very nervous. We're not allowed to have um, sites that use that type of technology on our city devices because we know so little about them. So if there is some way of doing proof of age, and it's it's got to be better than what Ontario Cannabis Store uses, because I, I, I actually know of of 16 and 17 year olds who go to someone else's house, type in, of course I'm 18, and have their, their stuff delivered to each other's houses. That's a problem. It's a, in an inadequate form. But if we can find some adequate form uh, 
perhaps we could use it for for porn and uh, um, att- obtaining cannabis online. I, it would be great to have something better than just doing math and having the honor system. I just I, I draw the line at facial recognition until we we know more about it. Maybe they could just have quiz questions about things that happened in the 1990s. <laughs> Yes. There was a video back in the day where Leisure Suit Larry was like a dirty computer game. That was the security. They had trivia questions only old people could get. <laughs> okay, not I a lot of time. people just don't want Pornhub to have their footprint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and incidentally, I think I've already said this on the show, but I'll repeat it. Uh, Canada is a huge porn hub, uh, mostly in Montreal. Uh, but that's why the dialogue's so terrible. Okay, so millennials now outnumber boomers. Uh, who's the youngest person on the panel? I'm guessing it's Amanda. It is me, I believe. Yes, I, as your new overlord, I uh, welcome the opportunity <laughs> to rule you all. And uh, I look forward to tax dollars and government programs to benefit me greatly. Okay. So, Robert, you're a millennial, aren't you? I, know, I was born in 1979, so I don't think I exist. I don't think I fall under either of those categories. <laughs> okay. You might be an ex-lenial, as they call it, or a, like a cusp Xer. Wow. I yeah. actually pulled up all the definitions, so I'm going to be going over them, and we'll visit this again later on in the show. Shelley, I guess you and I are Xers, right? Yeah, we are. And for our sake, let's let's make sure that uh, we do right by these people. I mean, millennials are of an age where they should be able to to be middle class, to do right by their own kids. And I'm not sure we're doing that yet. So whatever we need to make sure that these people do well and that Gen Z does well, let's do it. Let's give them the best working conditions and career uh, possibilities or we're all sunk. And Robert, technically you are Generation X, which wow. ended in 1980. But all that's right. kind of arbitrary because some people could argue that I'm a boomer. But I'm, I say unless you were old enough to go to Woodstock, you're not a boomer. I've heard your pop culture references. Okay, boomer. Thank you very much. Catch the roundtable, round one at 7.45, round two at 8.45. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.